You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode number 98, Talk About Physical Products with Christy Rice. For the last 16 years, Christy's obsession with paint and paper has evolved into the innovative and wildly recognized brand, Memento Designs. Christy has transformed event stationery into a persuasive and compelling medium that garners global attention from media, celebrities, and some of the world's most creative individuals. Widely regarded as an industry tastemaker, Christie's styling, painting, and stationary innovations have been featured in creative editorials and installations in some of the world's most famed publications. Christie's work has also crossed over into fine art and lifestyle markets with licensing and the development of branded product lines for the top arts and craft stores nationwide. Her licensed artwork can be found at Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, Walmart, Anthropology, Chapbooks, and more. Christy is an eight-time author with Shiver Publishing, with her ninth title set to release today. If you've ever had any questions about physical products or book publishing or expanding your reach, Christy's your girl. So go grab your coffee, grab your tea, and Christy and I are going to talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Friends, before we start today's show, I have something I need to get off my chest. <laughs> Listen, if you had asked me at the beginning of my career, Renee, in addition to being a wedding planner, are you also a designer? I would have boldly and proudly declared, no, I am a logistical planner only, all caps, neon sign. And I wore this declaration like a badge of honor. <laughs> but the truth is, I was scared. I wanted to be creative. I wanted to offer design to my clients, but I had a huge case of imposter syndrome. I mean, I don't draw or sew or paint or God forbid DIY craft. So how could I possibly call myself a designer? Well, if you know me at all, you know I figured out my own way in, and I'm going to be teaching it for free at the Wedding Summit Series Design Edition. If you want to learn how to hone your design skills and make more money in your wedding business selling design services the right way, sign up for the Wedding Summit Series Design Edition. It has over 40 speakers, panelists, and experts that'll be diving deep into ways to do just that by sharing actionable tips that you can implement straight away because we know you're slammed and you got no time. We are getting to the good stuff quickly. And I'll be teaching my brand new class, Design for Non-Designers, which you can only find in the summit. And did I mention it's free? <laughs> Go to reneedallow.com forward slash design and join us August 2nd through 6th, all online. That's reneedallow.com forward slash design. Hope to see you there, friends. Now on with the show. Hello, hello, lovely friends. It is me, Renee Dallow, and you're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. And today I'm talking with Christy Rice. Christy, how are you? Oh my goodness. I'm really good today. How are you? <laughs> you know, I can't complain. Everything's fine. We're doing, we're doing it. We're going back to work. We're, yes. yeah, things are looking up. My schedule is banana pants crazy. Yes. And I'm grateful. Same. 
Absolutely. I wake up every morning. I was saying this the other day to someone and I'm like, it is nice to wake up in the morning and not be like checking the news. Like the first thing I do is check the news and like (laughs) to feel hopeful when my eyes open. Like I got to be honest. So yeah. Well, and the other day it occurred to me that I actually knew what day it was. <laughs> which hadn't happened for a long time. Sign of the times. Yeah, there was. A, I used to call. I called twenty twenty like one endless Tuesday. Like it just was. Yes. The, you know. Yeah. And, this, and the other day, my husband was just like, "What day is today?" I was like, "It's Thursday." And he's like, "Wow, okay." Was, I was like, "I leave. I have a flight tomorrow." Like at least in California, we're all experiencing a pretty severe whiplash right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're recording this early June. My 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 speaking schedule is back up. I literally two weeks ago I was in Seattle. Last week Phoenix. This week, thankfully, I'm home. Next week Vegas, then Nebraska. Like, what the hell is happening? I'm yeah. like back to living out of a suitcase. But again, so grateful, <laughs> but so like confused. Like, wasn't I just in my pajamas for a year? What happened? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's like a, a culture shock. It's like within yeah. your life, within your yes. own life. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you, I could talk to you about literally anything as we've learned on Clubhouse, but um, today you're here to talk about, <laughs> um, you know, moving your business more into physical products. And I, I wanted to talk to you about this because I, I know for myself and I know if I have this little, you know, seed of a thought, many other people must have it as well, that like, there's always that pull in my back of my head. That's like, maybe I want to make a physical product one day. Like maybe I want to add that into my, you know, universe of things that I offer. And so you're, I felt like you were the best person to talk to about this because you successfully do both. So you're service-based on one arm of your business, right? Yes, very much. And and then you're product-based on the other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking before we pressed record, dear listeners, about how sometimes when you are (laughs) multi-passionate, it can confuse the audience. Yes? Yes. Indeed. Yeah. I think, uh, it's so funny. I mean, we live in a world where, you know, anyone can pick up any day and become an entrepreneur. But at the same time, when an entrepreneur is like, okay, I've been doing this thing for 19 years and now I'm going to incorporate this new thing. Everyone's like, wait, are are you stopping the first thing? What's happening? <laughs> and yeah. so it's this strange dichotomy of like mindset. So, so yeah, it's very interesting to see how, how that evolves and how, you have to change the way you kind of communicate with your audience, especially if you're doing any like kind of crossover marketing um, from one audience to another. So really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Last week when I was in Phoenix speaking at a WIPA event, um, you know, there's always Q&A at the end. And um, it was funny because I did like 35 minutes on like leadership skills. And the very first question was like, not a personal question, but about me. And they were like, when are you going to stop planning weddings? Do you have any, (laughs) do you have any, Uh, like, do you have a, a date in mind? And I was like, uh, what? Like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, first of all, why would anybody care? But then second, right. like, no, no, I'm just going to do all the things. And I think that it's so powerful for you to just say, like, this is a, this is the reality of what happens when you, you know, uh, diversify your brand is that there are questions and maybe just put in the mindset of everyone, whether you're in the audience or the person who's interested in diversifying, like, you don't have to give up one to do the no. other. No. Yeah. And and I speak about this often. I speak about it in Clubhouse, especially now. Uh, you know, one, one supports the other, one uplifts the other. And everything that you learned in all your years, let's just say for me in the wedding industry, just propels me literally. Like I'm in a mastermind right now about uh, selling a product, a physical product to the mass market, to the consumer. And I 
see myself in that group and everything that I've learned and experienced in my years in the wedding industry in a service based slash, you know, we do create a product, wedding invitations, come on. But um, everything that I've learned there has just set me ahead light years, especially in mindset. So, um, so it's not just like a cool thing that we can do and build new product and new arms of our brand, but why wouldn't we when we have all that knowledge to propel us forward? Absolutely. So take me back to the point in your business when you were humming along, stationary designer, everything's great. What was the first thing that kind of sparked you to say, like, I think I want to make a product? Yeah, this is great. This is such a good question because it really, I mean, what teaches us the most is our our stumbling blocks, our roadblocks, whatever you want to call them. And so we noticed that we to to strengthen momental designs to make it more robust to make it a stronger brand we needed to continue to raise our prices especially our design fee our service fee whatever you want to call it and so you know every time you raise your prices you're basically between you and I and all the business folks listening here we're alienating part of the market you're losing yeah. customers right 100% yeah and so but that's just the reality it's not a bad thing you're refining you're refining your customer base so I think it was realizing that I now had this whole sector of the market that I used to lump in with momental designs, but I still wanted to to reach them and to serve them. And so the very first kind of foray into this strictly product-based business model was creating a sister brand to Momental Designs, and that was Paint Crush Paper. That was the very, very initial. And that was back in about 2015, where we were like, okay, we just raised our prices at Momental. We want to be even more you know, elevate that experience, be the true bespoke experience there. But we want to still maybe hang on to some of those, those potential clients that have, you know, completely, we've gone, we, we've just priced them out. You know, we still want to retain them. So we went over to, of all things, we went over to Etsy and we entered that market very mindfully with a, what we called a ready-made collection. And so that was my first foray into like a true physical product. And then came christyrice.com, completely pulling ourselves out of the wedding industry with that arm of the business where we were literally creating product like one-offs, you know, for, for, for the masses. Yeah. So did you have any, I don't want to say fear, but did you have any anxiety from going, you know, from branching out outside of wedding into lifestyle? Absolutely. And the first thing is price, because when you're in a service base now, you know, as a a planner or a designer, you're truly service. You don't really have a tangible. And so your, your profit margin can be a lot higher. You have a lot more margin, right? So when you get into just truly physical product, your, your, your margins are slim. They are slim. So that was a fear point for me. Like, how can I do this? I have to be a volume. I really have to be a volume model when I'm in a purely physical product-based business to make sure that I can make my my margins. So that was the first fear factor. And I, you know, as a bespoke stationer, even though we service, you know, we have about uh, 400 custom projects a year. And for bespoke stationery, that is, that is a, a, you know, um, a model of, of, of numbers. <laughs> yeah. But but, you know, at the same time, we knew that to make a profit with a physical product, we need to be selling, you know, tens of thousands a year, if not more. So yeah. 
Uh, so that was a huge fear, fear point. But just knowing that, just knowing that, okay, this is a whole different model. I have to be really tight with my numbers. Not that I wasn't with Momental, but you have more margin when you have service, a service, you know, aspect in, in a brand. So Right. Because when you're doing service-based, you can also, I mean, I'm sure you do custom quotes, right? So you can, mm -hmm. everything is very, very, very hands-on when you're doing physical products. It's the price is the price and you you have to, you have to just, like you said, do that volume. Did you have any anxiety or, or hesitation about like, oh, I have this idea for a physical product. Now who's going to design it and produce it? Well, I didn't really have anxiety over that. Not in the beginning for ChristyRice.com. And I think the conversation we're now kind of getting into, like, when did I just kind of realized that I wanted to create a brand that really wasn't wedding based. It had right. no, had no, very little overlap in the wedding right. space, except for maybe artwork. Right. And so I think that is where I was just really excited. Like I was like, well, I'm going to go find people overseas to make a product and just figure this out. So I don't usually have a lot of fear about the tangible, like step-by-step -step aspects of, of starting something new. It's usually more mindset fears that I have to conquer. So right. for me, I literally went to Alibaba. And if you haven't heard <laughs> of that, it's okay if you haven't, but it's a marketplace for uh, manufacturers to make anything you could possibly imagine. Um, it is overseas. And, uh, and I just went there and started ordering samples and figuring stuff out. So that was not an anxiety point for me. But it, you know, it certainly could be and it's a common one for others. And the best way, though, is just to dive in and start looking around. So interestingly, you're not the first podcast guest to mention Alibaba. Really early in the life of the podcast, we had a chat with Alicia um, from Bride Chilla podcast. Mm, yes. And she branched out into physical books and um, journals. And she went through Alibaba as well. And so I remember when she told me about it, I was like, let me go see what this is. And I was really <laughs> blown away by what, yeah. I mean, first of all, the internet is amazing, but what, what's available out there if you just want to, like you said, order samples and research, like it's available to you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, so right now, sitting here right now, listening to us chat here, think about something that you love, but you have always like, oh, it would be so much cooler in this pattern. Well, you can right. go to Alibaba, search that, and have someone make it for you. It's, in a lot of ways, just that simple. Uh, yeah. Well, when you say it like that, of course, Christy, I'm like, well, obviously, everyone can do it. Uh, but, of <laughs> but of course, we know there's steps between the, oh, I think I have this idea, and the actual, you know, the person who does it. And you are a person of action, which is one of the things I love about you. Um, you also, so you have your 10th book releasing very soon. I want, it's funny, a few, a few weeks ago, we, we had, we talked to, um, to Jesse Beyer, who talked, came on to talk about how to write a book. Now that you've written 10 books, I mean, tell us about that. What has that been like for you? You know, uh, I, I feel like in a lot of ways I blinked and I had 10 books and it's crazy. You know, <laughs> I, my first book that I ever dreamt up was the painter's wedding and that was my wedding book and that is actually my only wedding title all other nine books are like fine art watercolor how-to inspirational books so it's so funny but getting to that first book and writing the pitch and all of that literally felt like i was doing it for five years like to <laughs> yes. even just get the contract i really wasn't i right. literally sat on my pitch for the painter's wedding for like four and a half years. And then I sent it to the publisher and they're like, okay, this looks great. And sent me the contract. <laughs> and then I blinked and I'm 
you know, about to release book 10. So it is a creative whirlwind in the most delicious possible way you can imagine. And so that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Christy, what is your Enneagram? I'm so curious. Are you a three? I'm a three. Of course you are. (laughs) So am I. So am I. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, I feel like so much of your story or so much of what you have accomplished are other people's like bucket list items, like writing a book, you have 10, producing a physical product, you have, you have so many. So it's like, you're, you're so far down that journey. Like you've been in this, in the wedding industry for 19 years. Yes. Yes. I mean, what does that look like for you? Or how do you, I mean, I don't want to say how do you stay relevant because that implies that you, there's a chance that you would not be relevant, which is bullshit. You're very relevant. But like, how, how, do, how have you evolved, I guess, is the question. I think the biggest way that I've evolved over these 19 years is me, my mindset, and the fact that I realize I need to stay in my wheelhouse, stay in my lane. And I know that sounds crazy, but as a brand owner, when you finally get to the stage where you are not working in the business, you're not working, you're not putting in the hours for time or for money, you're putting in the hours to manage and to, and to actually make the business work for you. It's that realization. You have to get to that point, but because if you're going to just be in the grind of your business for the next 20 years, why? Right. Why? Exactly. What What yeah. are you doing? And so in 2014, that was my turning point. And I spent, I spent too long in the grind in my, in my humble opinion, looking back, yeah. I wish I had gotten out sooner. And I don't mean to, to sound like, oh, I'm too good for that. I'm not going to get my hands dirty, but I know where my magic is. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. And my magic is not tying hand dyed bows. My magic is not certainly not crunching the numbers. Oh, and yeah. I could go on and on. Yeah. I, I am the I am the uh the dreamer. We talk about like dreamers and builders. I am not a builder. I don't I don't build the infrastructure. I dream it up and then someone else needs to help me with that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of the hardest things for beginning or midstream entrepreneurs to really successfully um embrace is that not only can we not do it alone, we're not meant to do this alone. There's only so far you can go on your own before you're hitting up against your own edges and things are falling apart because you can't carry everything alone. And I'm with you for me. I mean, I'm certainly not a fine artist. God help us all. No, but um, but I'm not I'm you know, bookkeeping is not anything I need to be doing with my time. Yeah, I absolutely. And I think too, I'm, I'm actually going through a little bit of like a, um, uh, a mindset renaissance right now, because I've realized a new level of, of managing from afar, 30,000 feet, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, we're at a time right now in our businesses where we are super busy, but I think we're all feeling that like, well, is this a bubble? We're dealing with postponements, <laughs> right. we're dealing with all the things like we're right. so I because of that, I'm making careful decisions. I am swamped. I'm about to launch a product on Amazon. My head is spinning. My my wedding brand is so busy. So what I've done and I'm really loving this vibe in my in my hiring and, and growth strategy is I'm bringing in virtual folks. I'm bringing in an Mm -hmm. editor to help me with my YouTube videos and some content creation. I'm bringing in, I have a virtual assistant now and I'm like, where have you been all my freaking (laughs) life? And so, you know, also just taking a look at what team means for you. I think it's a great way to continue evolving in your brand and in staying relevant for that long is to constantly be reevaluating what it means to have and build a team. 
So what does your team look like? Can you walk us through what the, I mean, for both parts of the business, just because I want people to understand what what this takes. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, our team is definitely light right now because just as we entered 2020 nonsense, um, we had just hired someone new and then we had to immediately lay her off. And so our team is light right now, but basically they both work on both sides of the business. And I have a communications manager that handles all of the day-to-day, all of the proofing, all of the communication, um, all of the billing. And then I have a full-time graphic designer. I have a production manager. That's pretty self-explanatory. She also manages our invitation artists and that's our production team. And then I also have a, a right hand fine artist. She is like the yin to my yang. Did I say that right? I always get that wrong. You did. Um, Okay, good. And so, you know, I'm florals, pattern, bold, splashy, expressive. And she, well, she can do all that too. She's like a chameleon, (laughs) but then she does all the realism architecture, like super type A stuff that I just can't even manage to deal with. And so, um, and then one of my production invitation artist production team members, uh, manages christyrice.com for me. And, uh, and now we're all just kind of head spinning crazy town because of this Amazon launch. And we don't really know where that's going to land us team wise. We're just kind of taking it day by day. So would you say the Amazon, um, whole project is a bit of a risk or are you feeling confident about the direction it's going? It's just, you don't really know what's the outcome, what the outcome will be. I mean, I think anything, Amazon changes daily. So it absolutely ah. is 100%. It, okay, let's just say 85 <laughs> It's a risk. Sure, sure. It is a risk because Amazon changes every day. It's a behemoth. It It is this, it's its own search engine. That's and right. so there's a lot, there's a lot. Huge learning curve, but don't be scared of it. Um, huge learning curve, but so much opportunity. So much opportunity. You know, I got to this space, you know, I've been creating product overseas for years, just selling it on my own, you know, my own shop online. But when I realized, you know, back in 2017, I, I was like within inches of signing massive multi-million dollar contract with Michaels. Um, I'm no longer under this contract, so I can talk about it. Um, (laughs) and, and the market shifted, you know, brick and mortar kind of collapsed and, and, and the craft industry, the craft brick and mortar, like arts and crafts was the last to see the impact of the Amazon generation. Mm -hmm. And in 2017, that bubble burst. And so I lost my contract just poof overnight just vanished. And it was since then, I I just always knew that I had something. I knew how excited Michael's was. I knew how much they loved the product line that we brought to them, but they just couldn't take the risk in that climate. And so I kept trucking along all those years, knowing that I had something really good, but never really having the balls to, to run with it. And then 2020, I grew, I grew my balls back. (laughs) good (laughs) so um so yeah it's a risk but it is a mighty worthy risk in my book yeah i i always talk about on the show and i continue to sort of hammer this home and that i think so much of the work of entrepreneurship is getting really comfortable with risk and not taking it so personally um you know there's this quote that i love that uh, the internet tells me it's nelson mandela but who knows um it says (laughs) right i mean at this point at at one point i marie forleo said it and then someone else is like it's abraham lincoln i'm like i don't think that's true but um (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, you never know. But yeah. the quote, the quote is, I never lose. I either win or learn. It's so true. Yeah. You know, back in 2017, 18, when, when the bottom fell out on that big, on that big deal, I felt like I was losing, but now I look back and I know that I can speak better to a product that I've got my heart into than anyone else can. You know what I mean? So yeah. let me build this back. Let me build this up. Let me make it so freaking good that maybe they want to buy it later on. Right. Build it you yourself. Get, <laughs> like build it and they will come in yeah, a way. Give me, give me an exit strategy, Michaels. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Thanks, Michaels. Yeah. And that's what, that's what's happening now. And I want my fellow uh, wedding industry entrepreneurs to hear this big, big business right now. So all of your big conglomerates, right? They are so big that they can't grow fast. We can grow fast, friends. We can build a product and we can make it go viral overnight, right? It can happen. It happens every freaking day. The big behemoths can't do it. And you know what they're doing now? They're letting us little guys build the stuff, build the audience, build the multi-million dollar product, and then they're buying us up. That is their new strategy. So just just hear that and run with it. Oh, I love that. I want to ask you about Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or no, what was it the Today Show? Good Morning America. So, can you talk us talk to us about what that was like? <laughs> is it surreal? Were you just like, what is happening? Yeah, you know, we <laughs> were on Good Morning Good Morning America once before, and it was a little bit of a weird. Like we had done the wedding for Sean Parker. Back in 2013, one of his wedding guests like literally went on Good Morning America the next morning and showed off his invite. Oh. Appar- apparently, that was not supposed to happen. And our name, our, like our name was on screen. It was madness. That wow. was not supposed to happen. And literally, I'm telling this for a reason. They, I think he pulled the footage. It never was ever anywhere online. I have it recorded. Like one of my employees recorded it on her like DVR. <laughs> so like we were on Good Morning America once and then it like kind of disappeared. And so it's always been a goal for us to be like legit on Good Morning America <laughs> and not have the footage pulled by sure. PR rep. Right. Anyway. Um, so yeah. So when we got that email, uh, you know, it was, it was one of those things. It was a connection, someone that we knew we work with for PR and she doesn't really manage our lifestyle PR, but she was like, I know you're the right fit. She introduced us to the writer and the writer just loved our pillars collection, which is yes. just, you know, it just, it's so cool. <laughs> And so it was one of those situations where we all know, you know, over the years, we've gotten a lot of press and it doesn't always go the way you want to. As a matter of fact, it usually doesn't go the way you think it'll go. Sure. And so we went into it with very like, like bated breath, like, okay, let's try to cross all our T's and dot all our I's and make sure. And it went beautifully. And it was because the writer loved our product. And yeah. so it was a dream situation. It was just lovely. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, the Pillars Collection is, I mean, for all my fem- my feminist ladies out there, <laughs> all my all the people out there, you need this. There's you can, there's mugs and t-shirts and baby onesies. I mean, there's Frida Kahlo, Kamala, uh, Malala, yeah. you know, yeah. Michelle Obama, RBG, yeah. like yeah. all all the fa- all the ladies we love, all the ladies we love 
on whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and you, I couldn't have described it better myself. And basically, I, my daughter turned one in uh, November of 2020, and I still had a very teeny tiny party for her, but it was over the top in all the ways, except for guest list. And I wanted her to see all of these strong women with a table, with a seat at her at her table. And so literally I had like 12 guests across two different shifts for that party. And so what I did is I sketched all of these incredible women of history and I blew them up life size and I literally sat them at tables. So we still had like, we still had 10 tables, um, but it was, they weren't filled all with real humans. They were filled with all of the ladies. And I so it. I, it was on Style Me Pretty. You can check it out. But <laughs> shameless I'll plug. A link to it in the show notes. <laughs> yes. But um, that's where it all began. And then, you know, election night when things were looking good. Sorry to get <laughs> yeah. political, but you know what I mean? No, we, we get political here. Don't okay, worry. Okay, okay, good. Yeah. Um, I sat down as I was watching the news. I'm going to start to tear up. I sat down as I was watching the news and I, and I drew Kamala. Yeah, I was just going to mention Kamala and, because the first time I saw the sketch, it says first next to her. And yeah. I I literally like had like a sobby like, <gasps> like, yeah, yeah. And that was that was um, I uh, yeah, yeah, it was just it was a good night. <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah, it's been a, a blissful couple of months of not having to wake up in fear every morning. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 Woo. yeah. I also want to point out there's an I'm like just like all the things I like on Christie's site. Uh, there is a beautiful uh, mug, a camp mug, and you know I'm all about my mugs. Um, that says it's okay not to be okay, yeah. and I just love it so much because if that <laughs> if that isn't the lesson of 2020, mm. uh, I don't know what is. But I just think you know the the variety of of physical items that you have for anyone listening who thinks they want to dip their toe in go look at Christie's website because i mean you've got everything from art prints to like actual tools to do watercolor to like yeah. t-shirts home decor books or like art print like you've got all these things here and i guess how much like market research do you do when you're like you know i think we're going to branch out into uh t-shirts is there market research or do you go with your gut I'll be honest. And uh, when I first launched ChristyRice.com, it was gut. It, I literally created what I wanted. Yeah. I, I um, they, you know, it's the idea of scratching your own itch. Um, and there's so much value in in that kind of strategy. Yeah. I will say um, when I, when I started this journey into the Amazon realm, which really only started last fall, I did start doing a tremendous amount of market research and specifically, I'm going to mention this tool. It's very specific, but I I just feel like there's going to be folks that are sitting here listening and they're going to have that itch. They're going to be listening right now and they're going to be like, Mm -hmm. oh, I got something. So I want you to go to helium10.com. They are not sponsoring anything I'm saying, (laughs) okay? But check out helium, like the balloon, 10, the number helium10.com. You can get a free account and you can literally get a a bird's eye look into the back end of Amazon. Who's selling what, how much they're selling, how many people are searching different keywords every month, um, how many people are competing with products under those keywords. Like I'm telling you, it is the the penultimate research tool, marketing research tool for anyone who's thinking about selling on Amazon. And I I think Amazon truly is, is, is kind of a microcosm of what's going on in the market elsewhere. 
mm-hmm. really, because it's just yeah. so big. Yeah. So if you're seeing a trend happening on Amazon, you can, uh, and this is just an opinion, a non-expert opinion, but I think you can pretty much bet your butt that that product is also going to do well on an e-commerce site that's private. So, yeah. 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 Wow. I didn't even know that that existed. That I just want to do it either. for my own curiosity. Do it. It's so like, fun. Because I need another project. <laughs> yeah. You're going to you're going to nerd um, out. You're going to nerd out over there. It's it's crazy fun. Uh, I'm excited. So, oh God, I could talk to you all day about this, but I know I know we all have lives <laughs> and, and things to get back to. So, Chrissy, for people listening who might have an idea, that one idea, they don't have 20 ideas, but they're just like, I don't even know how to get started. What would you recommend as like a a good first step into just diving off. I like to dive off a cliff and see what happens. <laughs> okay. Yes. I want you to do. Yes. Yeah, so if you are sitting here, you like, I have a product idea. I want you to get a free account on helium 10. The next thing I want you to do, I'm literally pulling this up right now. I want you to read a book. Okay. I know yes. I'm giving you homework and I am not much of a book read recommender. I read a lot. I listen to audible actually. They're also not sponsoring anything I'm saying, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, this one particular book, has literally changed my life. And it is one, it's not an inspirational book per se. It's not one of those mindset books. It is like how to get shit done and do this right now book. Okay. So it's called 12 months to $1 million. Now. What? I'm in. I'm already in. I know. I know. And I, and I think, you know, we also need to get over that like icky feeling when we talk about wanting to make money. There's no morality in making money unless you do shitty shit with the money you make. Okay. Thank you. A hundred percent agree. So, agree. sorry, here come the curses. Like I told you I had it in me. So <laughs> um, please read this book, 12 months to 1 million. It's by Ryan Daniel Moran, and you can follow him on Instagram. And he talks about taking that spark of a business, of a product idea and turning it into a million dollar idea within a year. And it is mind blowing. He tells a lot of stories. He tells, he has a lot of um, case studies, but it is backed by, and this is a guy that had, you know, he's had several exits from companies that he has built, you know, eight, nine figure exits. Okay. And I love it. So read that book. So those are the two things you should do. Helium 10 and 12 months to a million. I already got it on audible while we were sitting here. Beautiful. (laughs) I'm a, I'm a big fan of audible these days because I can multitask Mm -hmm. as, you know, as someone else who has a lot of businesses at this point. Yeah. Christy, everything you said is solid gold. I I just, (laughs) I, this is why I have the podcast because I, I need everyone to hear from other fabulous women who are just getting shit done unapologetically making money, doing big things in the world, but also putting out what you're passionate about, putting it out there in the world. And honestly, I just can't think of a better person to have on than you for this because everything you do is so very much on brand for you and what you're passionate about that I just think, like, go on, girl, go get it. Go get a million dollars, multi-million dollars, please. (laughs) Working on it, working on it. (laughs) I love it. Christy, where can everyone find you on the internet? I know we've talked about ChristyRice.com, but where else are you? Okay, so MomentalDesigns.com, that is all things wedding. So you can check that out. It's the word moment with an A-L, designs.com. And of course, ChristyRice.com. And please, please, please find me on TikTok. I am obsessed 
TikTok and Reels, but especially TikTok. So you can find me, The Momentals is uh, the wedding TikTok. And then Christy the Painter is my watercolor TikTok. And I have so much fun. I have a YouTube channel. Just Google me. You'll find me. You guys, she's everywhere. You're also on Clubhouse regularly. I see you on I there, am. I am. Yes. I I dove into Clubhouse at the beginning of this year and uh, got myself all tangled up. I'm an admin of a club <laughs> and all the things. Uh, but it's great. You know, it's, it's actually taught me, it's really refined my voice and how to yeah. use my voice and how to project, which is something we don't often think about. Our voice as a powerful tool. So it's been a great place to be. Well, especially for a fine artist, right? I'm sure that's yes. a... That's a, a, a new, not a new skill, but a new strength of yours because I, for instance, like I'm, I was, I've always been a talker. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I named the podcast talk you guys. So, um, <laughs> but you know, I also, I love the clubhouse and you know what we should, um, let's do a clubhouse the week that this, um, goes live so we can Ooh, talk about it more. Fun. Yeah. I love that. Brilliant. We'll get it on the schedule. All well, right. Christy, thank you so much again for being here. It's just so much, so, so, so much good info. You guys, if you have a product in you, don't keep it to yourself. Get it out there in the world, y'all. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, Do yes, it. yes. We will see you again next week. Same time, same place. Bye-bye for now, friends. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.